Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Science of Yes with your hostess, Pam Heath, the Yes Coach. Each week, Pam will speak about the energy of yes and how you can use it to create an extraordinary, prosperous life that you will absolutely love. Pam has spent a lifetime creating and leading transformational programs and is passionate about making abundance available for everyone through the power of yes. Callers are welcome, and we invite you to like Pam's show before leaving the program. So, open your mind and open your heart and be ready to receive what is possible for your friend, the Yes Coach. Good evening, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Science of Yes. We're here for another Thursday evening where I get to play in the field of the Lord actually having conversations about what works about the energy of yes and how you can leverage your knowledge of the energy of yes to the power and magic that's available when you know that anything you can create for yourself or your life is available to you inside of the energy of yes. So I am Pam Heath and I am the yes coach and I coach from a positive mindset. I coach people to say yes to life. If you say yes to life, life says yes right back at you. And you cannot understand, unless you've taken this on fully, how much you can create for yourself, how much happiness you, is in store for you when you say yes. So many times people come to me and they think that they're being positive-minded. They think they're doing everything there is to do in order to have everything they want in life. And then one conversation transforms their mindset and they recognize that they have not been saying yes. I'm not saying that the word no is a bad thing. I'm not saying that you are saying no instead of saying yes. What I'm saying is yes is not just a word. It's not semantics. It's an energy. And I'm inviting you to step into that energy of yes and have the life of your dreams. Would that be useful to you? Would you like that to have the life of your dreams? I thought so. So, I actually um, am looking back at the the years that I've been doing this podcast. This podcast has been around since 2017. I began um, in the beginning, I would play the music from um, Angel, not Angels and Arts, um, Aladdin, the animated Aladdin, where Robin Williams is singing, You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me. Matter of fact, I think I'll play it for you now. I stopped using this as my theme because I don't have permission to use this song. And I stopped using it because I think that I probably would get in trouble if someone from Disney heard me using that theme. So I stopped using it two years ago. But in the beginning, when I first started back in 2017, with my program, The Science of Yes, I used to play this song. Oh, you can't hear it, can you? No, no, I'm saying it and it won't. Okay, I want you to hear it. So I'm going to stop it here. And I'm going to play it for you 
there's a, I, there's a rhyme and a reason to my madness here. I want you to hear this song. I used to play it as my theme song, and I stopped doing that uh, a while ago. Like I said, I I didn't want to get in trouble from Disney because the music came directly from their animated motion picture, uh, Aladdin. And so consequently, it was pointed out to me that utilizing that song was a breakdown because I didn't have rights. So I stopped playing it, but I'm going to play it for you now. podcast on Clubhouse. So I'm right now doing my podcast. And one of the things that I talk about when I'm talking on my podcast is the science of yes. It's just like the Latin uh, song, You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me. So I just played it for everybody because that song is the context of my coaching to say yes. It's like you're, the, the universe is your maitre d'. And when you sit down and you know, he says, well, what can I do for you? You just tell him what you want. And that's how this song goes. And that's why I just played it. It's one of my favorite songs. And uh, thanks for stopping by. I, you know, we were having this conversation with Antonio about Clubhouse. I was on Clubhouse for two years, just doing all kind of stuff. And then I kind of stopped and I gave up. And so I decided I'd go back and give it another, give it another swing. 
that's awesome. Yeah, I've been hopping around too, but not not doing anything seriously. So I thought, you know, let me now that I have a structure and understanding. Yeah, you know, it 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 was always really cool to open up a room and just start talking, and people would come in. But I I I was starting to get that you have to stick with it because that's the one thing I got from what Antonio was saying is that you have to stick with it because I did give up. I gave up after two years. I was just like, what? I got a lot of leads, but I never got any sales. And so I made it mean this doesn't work. And I gave up. But it's cool how you're doing your podcast on, on here too. Yeah. That, I have a, I have a room. I have a, a club called the science of yes. And I have, I have this room and I used to do it every Thursday when I do my podcast, I do it on clubhouse and people will come on clubhouse and the people will come on to my, to my radio show. And I would just do both at the same time. And it was kind of cool. And I, like I said, I gave up all that stuff and I'm just, I just got kind of reignited. That's pretty interesting. I don't think, I don't, well, I don't know. I don't think many people are doing it that way. I was just thinking about it yesterday. It's like, you know, it's probably easier. It's like a podcast anyway. It is. Clubhouse, but it's probably just so much easier because you don't have to worry about equipment and all kinds of gadgets and making sure things are recording. It is. I mean, the thing that I liked about it, and it's, it, it's, it's okay for me to say this, is that I was always uncomfortable looking at myself on Zoom. I, I, I'm too critical of me to be able to have conversations with people while I'm looking at myself. So Clubhouse, when it first opened up, it was an opportunity to be in communication with people about what I'm up to without having to look at myself. Right, right. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's amazing. It's so nice to have these various tools so it meets meets people where they're at many people don't like to be seen so clubhouse is great people who like to be seen on the social media platforms are great so oh you can go back and forth between things too which is nice because you don't always have to have your makeup and hair done perfectly to still have a conversation here so that's technology is an amazing thing it is an amazing thing and i I, I'm reintroducing uh, myself to Clubhouse. It's been a while that I have not stopped playing around on Clubhouse. So I said, I'm going to do my show tonight and I'm going to open up Clubhouse like I used to do. And, you know, I've been gone for a while. So nobody remembers that I used to do this every Thursday, the science of yes. So I'm here every Thursday. I'm going to start opening up the Clubhouse again and, and take another dip in the pool now that I've been, um, been enrolled by Antonio. I'm going to give clubhouse a try that's great what do you think you will do differently this time well for the for, for one thing i i gave up i threw my hands up and gave up i just felt like this isn't working and when he mentioned that it he went a whole year with no engagement i'm like i had engagement from the beginning and so it just wasn't what i wanted i, I wanted hundreds and thousands of people and i had five or six and to me, it was I was working hard to get very little return. But when I think about it, um, I could have kept going. I could have done it differently. I could have been operating from promoting it more, letting people know, going into other rooms, let people know, by the way, I have a room on Thursday nights. Some of the stuff he talked about when he said going into other people's rooms, I, I very rarely went into other people's rooms. Usually I was hanging out in my room. One of the things that I was very good at was introducing people to Clubhouse. So when I had people who would join, they'd come them into my room, and then I'd invite people to come into my room to meet the new people in Clubhouse. 
And that's, that went well. And so I can take that on again because that got me connected to people, introducing them people who are new to Clubhouse. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm going to start opening rooms too. I mean, I've already, I have been on someone else, other people's platform, and I've done co-mod and moderating their rooms, but not really done anything on, on my own. So um, I've been, today alone, I've visited a couple other rooms and followed some of the tips that Antonio gave and and then I got pinged by you, so I'm like, okay, let's see what Pamela's up to. So it's kind of nice because it's like it's better than TV, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty nice. It's audio only, and and that's pure, you know, um, podcast. Like nowadays, podcasts are video as well. But yeah. I started out podcasting five years ago when it was audio only. So. I really took to it. Um, I think that you would find that this is a really great platform for you. And what I would do, I took his advice and I changed my name. I had my name on there and I changed it to Yes Coach. And um, if I were you, I'd create, uh, you can change your name. I didn't even know that. In, back in the day when it first started, you couldn't. But out of curiosity, I checked and you can. You can change your name. And so uh, I would I would create a name for yourself, um, like the get your book done lady or something <laughs> something that speaks to them getting published. I don't know. Yeah. Something. Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, name because uh, after he said that yesterday, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask him, and it just totally slipped my mind. Uh, I've been racking my brain. Okay, what sounds good? What sounds good? Well, you can always use our, our Facebook community run by one of the Mentoring for Millions um, yeah. groups and, and say, I'm trying this title, this title, this, which one stands out for you? Something about um, getting your book published, but, but something more sexy than that, something to make them go, whoa, who's this woman? And then, yeah. Yeah. you know, start. I was thinking bestseller book now. My email ID. That's a that you have 207 followers, so you can create a a club, mm-hmm. and you can call that club um, anything you want. But I like that what you just said. That that's pretty that's good. Book now. Yeah, I like the now part. That I always sit up when I hear now. Um, something that something that speaks to what you provide. And then you can you have enough people to create a club, so you can create a club like my club is the science of yes, and and then you start inviting people to join the club. And you don't have to limit who comes into your room just your club members. Some people do that, but that's people who have thousands of people, right? You know, but um, that's what I would do if I were you. I would definitely I would have I would change my name from your name to what you do. And find a way to say it so it's not a mouthful. I can help you get your book published. It doesn't there's too many words. But if you say something get your book done now. Get your book done now or something like that. Call it that. Get your book done now or something like that, something in that neighborhood. And then just start going into people's room with that name. And people mm-hmm. will bring you to the front of the room with that name because that's that name is intriguing. You know, and then from there, you can start 
gathering, you know, an audience. Yeah. You know. Okay, I think that sounds pretty good. I think so too. Do that. So I appreciate your stopping by. One of the things I was going to do tonight, besides playing "You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me." Um, as I was going to encourage people to come to my event. I have a three-day event next weekend, the Yes Mastermind. It's the first one I've had since February because I've been um, self-care. I've been so sick, and I'm finally back in the saddle again, and I want to come out of the gate with an event. So I was going to promote that event tonight and let people know that they can can join. I'm going to let the Mentoring for Millions people go for free, and give them two free tickets they can give away so they can bring two people with them. So you're welcome to come for free, and you'll get two tickets you can bring two people if you want to come. It's next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, July 28th, 29th, and 30th, from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay. Okay. It's called the Yes Mastermind, and we've got a bunch of really incredible speakers. It is of value. It's a transformational event. So um, perhaps, you know, people might be interested in this. Can I ask you a question? Sure. If someone wanted to speak on your stage, what would be the process? Um, process You just have to ask. People people ask me all the time. As a matter of fact, um, uh, I just uh, accepted somebody who I don't know uh, from Canada because he had a compelling story. So you just have to ask. Um, the, the, The gist of it is, is that over the three days, my book, the one I wrote, um, called Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams, the seven steps are seven areas of life that I address in that book so that you have the life you love. The areas of life are your career and finances, your health and well-being, your home environment, and then relationships take up two categories because I deal with your romance relationship and your family, extended family, work associates, and community. So relationships takes up two and then on the third day, we deal with your spirituality and your um, fun and play. So I have people who speak to all those areas. So for you, because of what you do, it would be either career and finances. Mm-hmm. It might be fall into relationships, too, because let's say somebody was writing their memoirs. And one of the things that stops people when they're writing their memoirs is the concern about people who are still alive and what they're saying about them. Mm-hmm. So it could yeah. fall into that category too, because I don't know if you've ever had to coach anybody who was writing their memoirs and, and, and was concerned. I know when I wrote my book, my father had passed away and I wrote a lot about my relationship with my father in that book. And, and it was, most of it was negative because my father was, was not a nice man. So, you know, yeah. That kind well, of stuff. Even in the anthology books that we're doing, uh, a lot of people, that's what they do. They share the transformational journeys. So these these things have come up, and we've had to address that. So, yeah, I guide them around how to handle that the best way. Exactly. So it, it's a lot of, of conversation about what's available. A lot of people have a book inside them, and it's just trying to get out. And I know for myself, when I was a kid, everyone thought I was going to grow up to be a writer because I was very imaginative and I was always writing. And I and I read like a crazy person. And I wrote my first book at age of 63. So that's that's not something that was expected. They thought I would be a writer. I went to journalism school, but I did not write. 
until COVID struck, quarantined us at home, and I was stuck at the house with nothing to do. And then I wrote a book. So that's how it came about for me. Well, this is a perfect example for my upcoming book that I'm writing. It's Brighter Side of the Pandemic. And you wrote a book during the pandemic. Yeah. Totally made use, great use of your time. Yep. I mean, it was something that, that had been wanting to happen, and it came out of me because I had, you know, I, I had to pivot because my coaching, my coaching company in 2014, my coaching was in person. So when I was successful, I had 22 clients when COVID hit, and only one of them stuck with me. The rest of them dropped. And, you know, I was in trouble, and then I became digital. I went virtual, and now all of my clients, including the one who stuck with me, are virtual. I do a coaching on Zoom, and it, it was it was a pivot. But until I made that pivot, I wrote. It took me three months to write that book. That's great. It's a good thing that you pivoted after you wrote your book, because you might have not gotten that done. I know. Well, I, you know, the, they had disaster relief and. And so I had money that was coming in that was paying the bills and putting food on the table. So I was kind of stuck with nothing to do. That's how I ended up writing the book. But what I tell people is you don't have to wait for the circumstances to create your book. You can actually, you, you know, can write in the morning. You can get up early. You can go to bed an hour later. You can write whenever you can create the time to write. You just have to have the desire to write and something to say and contribute to people. I have a um, one of my clients is a teacher, and she um, is uh, Caucasian, and she taught in the inner city, and all of her students were all like inner city students, and she wrote a book about what it was like to be a, a white woman teaching to all these ethnic kids, and she's also um, hearing impaired, so she had to she had to deal with all this craziness, and she she. Until about four years ago, she was almost deaf, and then they created um, a hearing aid that was able to help her correct her hearing, and now she hears just fine. But she was hearing impaired, and she was teaching in front of a room full of people who were very hostile and violent, and she wrote a book about it. It's an amazing story. I can just imagine. I can just picture her going through with all the issues she may have have to deal with it. That's good for her. That's that is such an amazing story. Yep, exactly. But you must have the, uh, also experienced interacting with people. So you, you help them get published, right? Yes, I take them from uh, step one to being published to being bestseller. So what you want to do when you create your room, um, if, if it's on a night when I can, because on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock I'm doing the Science of Yes, but any other time that you make the room, I'd be happy to come in and, and baptize you for your new <laughs> <laughs> for your club. That would be great. Pick <laughs> uh, well, a day when you when you when are you available? Well, evenings are good for me. I'm usually available in the evening, except for Thursday evenings at eight o'clock. That's you know, that's when I'm on here. You could try catching me before eight o'clock or after. It's like my show used to be an hour, and then I got coaching. I think it was. Dr. Carney, who coached me, that I was too long. 
take it down to 30 minutes. So I did. Okay. Yeah, my podcasts are 30 minutes. Yeah. He, you, he told me it's too long. Yeah. 30 minutes is too long? No, one hour. One I used hour. to be an hour. It used to be eight to nine. And I was talking to Dr. Carney and he said, no, that's too long. Do 30 minutes. So I twisted to 30 minutes. Yeah, that's a good size. Mine sometimes go over, depending on the conversation we're having, just like slightly sometimes an hour. But um, but for my summit that's coming up in February, I'm thinking of doing TEDx style and having all the talks like 18 minutes. Oh, really? Branded like TEDx style and do a TEDx style thing. Why don't you do a TEDx? I mean, I am preparing you, to do a TEDx. Yeah, I mean, I want to do a TEDx too, but um, I know there's some criteria you have to meet in order to host a TEDx. Oh. And I was looking cool. at the possibility of doing that. I just don't, you know, I I wasn't ready to meet all the criteria yet because I had, you know, how when when Joel he says to us, when money's not an object, what will you take mm-hmm. on? Uh-huh. I'm too busy paying my rent and putting food on the table, you know, to yeah. to take on what it would take for me to host a TEDx. But that's my ultimate goal. You know, I'm hoping that with this, with all this that I'm taking on with John J- J- Jacobs, Jacks, what is his name? John, Jonathan Jacks. Jonathan Jacks. I signed up with him because I want to get more influence going. I want to, I want more followers. And I was impressed what he did for CC. And, um, I know. Have you started the modules? I, I did. I'm 37 percent in. Oh wow! I haven't even started it yet. Go ahead and start it. Um, even though you, I know you're a busy person, and so am I. Especially right now, I'm getting ready for my event. But what I can tell you is that it, once you get started, it's easier to do it. And the first few videos are only two and three minutes long. Right, right. Are you done with mentoring for millions? No. <laughs> no. I actually made it to, um, I think, 23. And then I started over again because my sister joined when we were there. Were you there for the the, the in-person meeting at the, the Westin that Joel did last month? Yeah. My sister was there, and she joined. She joined. Oh, she was there? Like yeah. That. Yeah, she was there. We ran into you. Remember when we were chowing down at um, – Yeah. You, yeah. I, and I introduced you. You might not have realized she was my sister. Oh, yeah, I don't think you – I don't I don't think I said, this is my sister. I yeah. just introduced you, and you're like, hey. But that was yeah. my sister, and she joined. And so, she, so I started over again so that she and I could be together, and she just finished her dream card, and she posted it. And she's starting on her wrap your package. Coolest thing happened. I got to tell you, the yeah. coolest thing happened. So um, she and her husband were in the market for a new car. And they're uh-huh. going to give their old car to their daughter because she, you know, crashed her car and she doesn't have a car now. So they went to, they, she wanted Lexus. And so they went to the Lexus dealer dressed in their, their normal clothes sweats and, you know, all that stuff, and the people wouldn't even take care of them. They couldn't even get anyone's attention. And they sat in there for 20 minutes, and finally when someone came, they were not very, you know, gracious with them. So they went home, and she told him about the Wrap Your Package video, and so her and her husband got dressed up 
um, they wrapped their package. And then they went back to a different Lexus dealership and the people were all over them like they were gods. And so Jerry, my sister's husband, told them, I'll tell you what I want. I want no money down. I want this much uh, for a monthly payment. I want this for, for, in order for me to buy a new car from you. And he gave them the criteria he knew they wouldn't say yes to. And he walked away like, boom, right? Two days later, they call and say, it's yours. Come get your car. Brand new Lexus, no money down, the exact amount they wanted to pay every month. I mean, they wanted everything they wanted they got because they wrapped their package. And my sister's husband leaping out of his shoes. He could not believe it. She shared with him the whole wrap your package concept, and they tried it, and it worked. So I told her to post that story on the Facebook group. I saw that story. It's so cool. It, it sounds even more cooler now knowing that she's your sister. I know. It is. <laughs> I was so blown away, and especially because sometimes when you're married and you sign up for something that costs quite a few bit of money, your husband or your significant other is like, what is this? Okay. What yeah. is this? Well, it paid for itself already with a new car. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah. My husband was there. And um, he he has participated in any of these things that you keep saying, you know, because he you you found with you too online, but he hasn't even looked at a single.